Welcome into another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the app and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. All right, all right, all right. It was a big sports Sunday for CSU fans. A lot to go over. Trey McBride makes his return to Colorado. David Roddy has been balling out. We got to talk about the biggest one of the year, though. I think it was. I mean, CSU going out on the road, taking down St. Mary's 62-60 to shorthanded. Just a really gritty performance and probably one of the more impressive wins of the Medved era, in my opinion. Looking forward to breaking that whole game down. Uh, before we get into everything, I did just want to lead real quick uh, with a birthday shout out to my dad. He's the reason that I love sports, also the reason that I developed an obsession with CSU way back in the day. Talked about it plenty of times on the podcast, so I'm not going to go you know, that far down this rabbit hole. But I mean, I just you know, grew up watching Cecil the Diesel and, and BVP and you know, Thursday Night Mountain West games on ESPN2. I remember being devastated watching CSU just get obliterated by Reggie Bush and USC on a primetime game. I think it might have even been on ABC. I don't remember. But if it wasn't for all those experiences, you know, watching Gartrell Johnson and CSU and a veteran Kyle Bell, you know, win the New Mexico Bowl in 2008, watching Cecil in 02 and David Anderson in 05, if it wasn't for all those moments, who knows where I would be today or what I would do. Kind of a scary thought, honestly. And in some ways, I'm not that good at many other things. Anyways, just wanted to lead with a little shout out to him. Happy birthday, Steve. You're the man. We'll always appreciate everything you've done for me, including, you know, develop this crazy obsession with college football and sports and pretty much everything my life revolves around. I know that's not why you guys listen to this podcast, though, so I'm going to get on into it. Let's start briefly just by shouting out Trey McBride. He had four catches on five targets in the win or the loss, excuse me, to the Broncos. Did have a season high 55 receiving yards. Drew a big pass interference call for the Cardinals on third down on a scoring drive. It really seems like they're starting to phase him more into the offense, and that's great to see. It's not shocking that it, it took a while. I thought it might get somewhat expedited once Zach Ertz went went down with an injury that didn't really happen initially, but it does seem like he's earned that trust from the staff. I did talk a lot about over the summer how tight end is a position that typically it kind of takes some time to make that jump. It's just a position where it, it takes some time to to get your feet underneath you. You know, the secondary moves just that much faster. The linebackers are just that much stronger. Uh, when it comes to blocking, you have to deal with, you know, defensive players that are much savvier. Honestly, as I'm saying this little sidetrack here, I think it's probably important to consider that with young tight ends making the jump from the high school to collegiate level as well. I mean, look at Jordan Williams. He He's really talented. The staff has been stoked about him since day one. You know, he didn't really start getting those consistent reps until the end of the year. Tanner Arkin didn't, you know, had the season that I or many expected, but I still think his ceiling is really high. I think he's probably going to be a really good player for Illinois in the Big Ten. We always knew that Trey has the talent to be a productive and impactful player in the NFL. 
it was always going to take a while though for him to establish his role particularly you know when he came into the year with a guy like Zach Ertz who's been to a ton of Pro Bowls won a Super Bowl but based on what I've seen over these last couple of games you know that Monday night game where unfortunately Kyler went down with a a knee injury probably going to be out for quite some time and then this Broncos game today you know Trey is going to be a big part of that offense moving forward I don't know what the future holds for that staff or even uh, Steve Keim, the general manager. I, I got to imagine that something has to change. They're like 4-15 and 15 in their last 19 games. Kyler got the big contract. I mean, technically, Cliff and the GM got extensions too, but it's kind of like the Broncos scenario. You know, they're, they're stuck with Russ. They're not moving on from him, so something else is going to change. Whoever comes in there next, though, they are going to have one hell of a talented tight end to help, you know, build around in that offense with Trey McBride. Before we get into that win over St. Mary's for CSU men's basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I love all the endless options, whether it's same-game parlays, live betting, uh, profit boosts. I mean, they just always hook it up. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out, though. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. All you got to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. And it's pretty simple. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. I have not had a ton of success with the NFL this year but did finally hit one in this Cardinals game. Always fun. Had quite a bit of success with that Fresno State Bowl win, by the way. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's talk some hoops now. Colorado State went out on the road. It took down a really talented St. Mary's team, 62-60 to in their own gym. This is a St. Mary's squad that was one week removed from beating San Diego State by seven. That was a neutral site game, but still, this is a program that, much like CSU under Medved, is consistently competitive on a year-to-year basis under Randy Bennett. They have made a name on playing great defense. They have made a name on being a tough place to play. I mean, two years ago, CSU, a loaded CSU team, you know, with Roddy and Stevens, they scored 33 points in that gym. They had 30 points at halftime in this one. I have a ton of takeaways to get into, but what I just want to start with is, you know, with no Tavy Jackson, No Jalen Lake missing a pair of guards that play 25-plus minutes a night. Jalen plays close to 30 minutes a night. To go out on the road and win this type of game, I mean, this was the biggest win of the year so far. And they needed it for their postseason resume, for sure. I mean, now you're sitting at 8-4. and I mean, if you can can beat USC all of a sudden, you know, you're you're kind of a, a fringe tournament team, at least going into conference play. Obviously, we'll have to see what happens there. The Mountain West looks really good. Even the Mountain West opener is going to be really challenging uh, going to the pit at New Mexico. They're still undefeated. But I'm hoping that this win can serve just as a learning moment for this team. I mean, they have talent. And scoring, it wasn't ever going to be the issue, at least not consistently this season. They have too many guys that can get a bucket. 
But if you want to win at this level consistently, you have to play quality defense, and it can't just be in small spurts. You know, it didn't happen against UNC. It certainly didn't happen against CU. And, and they got punched in the teeth a little bit in both of those games, a lot of bit maybe in, in Boulder. But the, the effort was there tonight consistently for 40 minutes. And it, it just made all the difference in the world. St. Mary's had 14 turnovers, which for an experienced group like them is extremely uncharacteristic. Numerous other possessions were disrupted by active hands. Uh, I want to shout out John Tanjay in particular on like three instances. He was able to disrupt a passing lane just by hustling and, and getting his hands out there. And that's the little things, you know, sometimes those don't end up going down as turnovers that possession. Sometimes they do because you can like force a shot clock violation or something after that. But it, it just gets in the other team's head and they start to press things. I felt like that happened a lot in the second half where St. Mary's just threw it away trying to speed things up, trying to you know, make something happen because all game long, CSU, they were just communicating well. They were uh, rotating well. The closeouts were good. It's winning basketball. And in some ways, I, I kind of feel like CSU beat St. Mary's at their own game. I was covering this game remotely, so I, you know, can't see the body language quite as well, especially on the bench or just kind of, you know, how guys are, are looking when they don't have the ball, you know, and what do they look like in the corner? Are they pouting? Are they sulking? Are they still moving? But I really think CSU got in their heads. I mean, there were a couple of instances where veteran, talented St. Mary's players just threw the ball away like six feet over a player's head and you're just kind of looking at it like what the hell just happened that looked like a rec center play they were just completely out of sorts and it was a credit to csu's defense so if this group takes away anything from this win it should be that if you play quality defense if you give that effort for 40 minutes you can beat anybody anywhere Cool, cool, cool. Let's just keep it moving. Go right into the takeaways. I was going to do a cute little transition there, but I don't feel like it. Uh, the offensive execution, really impressive against a program that's made defense its staple over the years. Like I said, the last time CSU went to St. Mary's, they scored 33 total points. Probably the ugliest offensive game of the Nico Medved era. Two years later, they return put together one of the best quality defensive performances and earned arguably one of, if not the best win of the Medved era. They've beaten teams that are talented. I'll get into this uh, at the end, but I just think given the circumstances, this win is as impressive as any of the others. The Rams shot 56% from the floor, 16% better than St. Mary's, who shot 40% from the floor, about 5% less than what they typically shoot on an average night, scored 10 points less than average as well. Three-point shooting was about even. The Rams shot 36%, St. Mary's 38%. One of the, the big disparities, though, was the free throw line. CSU 75%, which is not great, 9 of 12. But St. Mary's 14 of 23. 61%. I mean, they missed nine free throws in a two-point loss. That's pretty much a coach's nightmare, I think. Again, you know, some room for improvement there from CSU. 75% isn't great. It should be noted, though, that one of those was an intentional miss from Isaiah Stevens with one second remaining. He made the first one at the line, put CSU up 62-60 to 60 with one second left. Then he just intentionally missed the second one, which was smart because why give them an opportunity to set up? Even going up three there, 
you know, as long as you don't foul, the worst thing they can do is tie, but don't even give him the opportunity. Just leave it short. He shot it perfectly, still grazed the rim because you've still got to hit the rim. The inability to knock down free throws, though, really cost St. Mary's. And considering they were in their home gym, you know, it's not like it was a hostile environment towards them. You know, that's, you know, again, essentially a coach's nightmare. And to CSU's credit, you know, they, they hit some really clutch free throws. 75%, not great as a figure. One of those was intentional. So really, I mean, it should have been 10 of 12. I'm always going to bet that Zay is going to make his free throws if he is trying to. But looking at my notes here, CSU made seven consecutive free throws in the second half before missing that last one intentionally. So yeah, really clutch and a big difference in this game. Another big difference in this game, one side had Isaiah Stevens, the other side didn't. This was almost what I led with, but I didn't want to get too hyped up right off the bat. Some of these people online need to start putting some respect on Isaiah Stevens' name. Like once a month, I see some crap from somebody that supposedly watches the Mountain West trying to claim that Stevens is overhyped or, you know, he needs a another star with him or, or just a bunch of bogus, man. He's one of the best point guards in the entire country, and he's one of the most respected point guards for a reason. There is not anywhere on the floor when you are in your half-court set that Isaiah cannot create a quality look for you. Now, is he human? Is he going to have a bad you know, shot every now and then, once in a blue moon? Yes, that's, that's going to happen. But what he has demonstrated now for four years and what he did time and time again in this win was just put CSU in a great position to get a good look, whether it was him and he was in his bag tonight when it came to hitting those step-back shots, either in the mid-range, also had a nasty step-back three, shared that one on Twitter, go check it out. He had five assists, only one turnover in 39 minutes. He got to the foul line when the Rams needed him to. I mean, just time and time again, just made the right play. It was a vintage Isaiah Stevens performance out on the road. And while I do want to make it clear that this was a quality team victory from top to bottom, I'm going to highlight plenty of individuals in this one. CSU does not win this game without Isaiah Stevens. They just don't. He is as skilled and as crafty of a point guard as you will see at this level. And he's confident. Like, he just... There's never, there's never a moment that's too big for him. And I just thought it was great to see. I thought it was great to see him get his moment on a night where a lot of college hoops heads were tuned in. I mean, there, there wasn't a lot of competition college basketball-wise. And, you know, coming off of an uncharacteristic, just a really, I don't want to say awful, but just not a good performance at CU to do this, you know, to turn around and put together back-to-back just incredible performances is a testament to him and really this team as a whole. I mean, the heart that they play with. Before I talk about some of these other guys, I do want to talk about our partner, Athletic Greens, because they have a product that I use literally every day that is AG1. I didn't have time, but I wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. All of these things we really started being more conscious of the last couple of years. I don't like taking pills and vitamins. Like I'm kind of a little kid about it. I choke on them. So this is perfect for me. It's a supplement that actually tastes great. Just scoop it into my water every morning or orange juice and boom, been on it for well over a year now and I love it. 
it, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. You know, it's not like a chalky shake or anything. It's got like a mild tropical taste, I guess. I, I really look forward to it every morning. And what's great is with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Again, I just take it in the morning, make it a part of your your morning routine. Uh, It helps with digestion, energy, and generally just makes me feel better. It's lifestyle friendly. So if you're keto, paleo, vegan, uh, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're good there. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It's less than $3 a day. I mean, you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's trusted by professional athletes. And they are a climate-neutral certified company, which we love. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in your cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do Go to athleticgreens.com slash rams. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Real quick, I also got to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week. I'm going to go to bowl season. I love it. I love betting on Mountain West teams uh, aside from Boise State, and it's a good thing I didn't because they did not cover the spread San Jose State, four-point favorites against Eastern Michigan. I love that. I think the Spartans team is incredibly talented on both sides of the ball. They're experienced. And similarly to Fresno State, I think this is a group that's been through a lot together these last couple of years, and they really would like to go out on a high note. So that's who I'm back in. San Jose State, four-point favorites on DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Lock it in. DraftKings, pick of the week. All right, we already talked about Isaiah Stevens. I also want to shout out John Tanjay. I just feel like he provided a spark on both ends, was second on the team in scoring with 17 points, uh, efficient in doing so, 6 of 11 from the floor. I I feel like his defensive impact was what really stood out to me. Again, I just talked about how active everybody was, but especially him, there were multiple instances where he was able to, you know, get in a passing lane, disrupt a possession, He was just given his entire effort on both ends, and they need that. I mean, you need your most veteran players to step up in these type of games, and that's what happened for CSU. You know, your your most experienced players, John Tanjay and Isaiah Stevens, played probably their best games of the season. Tanjay did get trapped and stripped in the backcourt with about 13 seconds left, which would have been brutal because, again, he just played so well all game, and I would have hated if, you know, that would have been overshadowed by one play. Did not end up making a difference in the end. You know, St. Mary's ended up throwing the ball away down the court. Again, I think that just kind of comes down to the relentless defensive pressure that CSU brought this entire game, and they just caused St. Mary's to do some things they wouldn't typically do. Tanjay was great defensively, as was Isaiah Rivera. I just feel like he is a guy that continues to do the little things. Had kind of a rough stretch there for a couple of games where he didn't really look like himself, but it, it seems like He's kind of found his confidence back. And, you know, that's that's going to be part of the process. I mean, I think we've seen that with with most players over the years, especially as you go from 
you know, being a rotational guy to a full-fledged starter, getting more minutes, more opportunities to have those highs and lows. But he's a guy that plays with a lot of composure. I feel like he's an underrated defender. And CSU, the guards in general, especially since they were shorthanded, did a good job of keeping the St. Mary's team out of the paint. I don't know how many times I've already said this, but it was just gritty. It was a gritty game from Rivera, uh, James Moore's Cartier, uh, Josiah Strong back in the lineup. That was great to see. It was great to see that he was able to play so many minutes as well. He's going to be a really impactful player for CSU this year. He hasn't really gotten off to the start that he would have hoped for, you know, trying to get through mono, and that's been a tough situation for the team and for him. But I'm telling you, both ways, he's going to be very, very impactful for this team when they need him. Didn't have any points in this one, but did have four rebounds, three assists, had a block, a steal, took a charge. Just an experienced basketball player finding a way to make, you know, an impact. I think that's pretty much it as far as individual points that I had. Oh, I I do want to shout out Baylor Hebb as well. I feel like this was probably his best game of the year. He did foul out, but he gave 15 hard minutes, uh, made an impact. You know, I, I just, he did some little things that, that don't necessarily show in the box score, but I've been kind of critical of him at moments this year, you know, said I don't know if he's even going to see the floor. They needed him tonight. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They needed him tonight. And, you know, he was plus one in his 15 minutes. As far as room for improvement goes, you'd like to see CSU rebound better. They allowed 15 offensive rebounds, resulting in 18 second chance points for St. Mary's. You know, you got to clean that up. That could have been brutal. You know, again, if they just shoot a little better at the free throw line, they probably win this game. But CSU, they just, they played so hard defensively and they refused to lay down. It was kind of like a situation where, if they were going to lose, St. Mary's was going to have to knock them out. You know, they were going to have to run through them. And they just couldn't do it. I mean, they held them scoreless over the final 409 from the floor. And that was while CSU was in the double bonus. I mean, the Gales, they were pressing the issue. They were trying to get into the paint. They were trying to draw fouls. And CSU just played sound defense. You know, they communicated well, active hands, all the things I've already been ranting about for 20 minutes. And what was awesome was they weren't letting what happened on the offensive end dictate, you know, their effort on the defensive end. Because CSU didn't have any field goals the last 348 either. Isaiah did a great job of getting to the foul line a couple of times. But, I mean, buckets were hard to come by these final five minutes in the game. And to be able to grind out, you know, a one-possession win like this, a game that was essentially a one-possession game for those final five minutes, I just think it's a testament to CSU. Like, there, there is nothing harder than being a quality opponent on the road in college basketball. It's why so many of these big schools, whenever they play a decent team like USC agreeing to play CSU, they're not going to come to Fort Collins. You know, we got to play them in Phoenix. And to St. Mary's and CSU's credit, they've agreed to go to each other's gyms back and forth on a yearly basis, and it's great. It makes for great quality games. And guess what? Sometimes you lose a tough game because of it. But to win this one, given the circumstances, shorthanded, you know, in a tight one, not like a fluky win where St. Mary's played poorly. I mean, CSU gave St. Mary's everything they could handle. St. Mary's gave CSU everything they could handle. And the Rams were just barely left standing when it was all said and done. They've beaten teams that have had more talent than this over the years. But man, this was as impressive as any win that I can remember. This team is well coached. I think they really like each other. I mean, you see those convenience store photos afterwards. That's, you know, a tradition for CSU with the road wins. If they win, Medved takes the team, the entire staff to a gas station. They get whatever snacks they want. It's awesome. 
But just some of the conversations I've had with some of the coaches, they've talked about how tight knit of a group this this team is, and I think you can see that with the way they've responded after you know having a a four game losing skid. I, I don't know if you know all their their problems are solved or if all of a sudden they're going to be a tournament team or anything like that. The Mountain West is really good at the top. I mean, opening at the pit is brutal, but I do think the next couple months are going to be a lot of fun. I think there's going to be probably some more frustrating games because I just that's what happens when you have an inexperienced team. But I mean, you're sitting here at eight and four, you're in the mix and that's really all you could ask for. I think it's going to be fun. And it, it, it's just, it's too early to, to write this group off. I think we can say that for sure. So shout out to the Rams, big time win on the road. They desperately needed this one. You know, maybe they can build off of it and go out and steal one against USC. And then all of a sudden you're feeling really good about yourself going into that game at New Mexico. They're undefeated. Maybe it's a classic, you know, CSU, UNM bout. There have been so many of those over the years. All right, that's all I have for this podcast. Much love to all of you. We'll have more content coming out the next couple of days. Obviously going to be a crazy time recruiting-wise. We're looking forward to seeing how all of that pans out going to be fun. Check out everything at thednvr.com. Make sure you're keeping up to date with all of our podcasts. Word. Shout out to all of you. Much love. Peace.